Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Another spontaneous episode. Every episode is going to be spontaneous for the most part. You guys listen to my previous episodes here, especially in the second one, you will know that part of the reason I am doing this podcast is a to share my message right to normalize spirituality to demystify the mystical and bring the magic into the mundane to help empower you in your story and what you bring to the table what you're working on but also it's about my healing and it's about me really healing the throat chakra. So if you're familiar with the throat, with the chakra system, the throat chakra is here. It's where we can, um, you know, store some, some energy. Energy can be unbalanced in our chakras. My throat chakra consistently comes up as being unbalanced. This is also a commonality with intuitive folk, at least the intuitive folk that I have worked with over the last four years. A lot of us have unbalanced throat chakras. So why? Why? Well, I'll tell you why I think that is, or I, why I feel that way. Um, I feel that way because when you are energy sensitive and highly empathetic and intuitive and psychic and um, spiritual, and maybe you are somebody that can pick up and perceive or see spirit as I can, when you are made that way in this world that we live in right now <laughs> and the world we've lived in before, you're going to have some stuff with your throat, right? You're going to have some conditioning. Now, I believe that everybody has conditioning, right? Um, that's part of my belief of karma. And maybe we'll get into that one day. I feel like I'm going to do a whole episode in the future all about the higher self um, and the higher self readings that I offer and what kind of things I touch on. And maybe I can do a, some not a synopsis of sorts of the, um, the kind of themes or the things that I see that are interesting when I do those readings with people. I think that's a good idea. Let's make a note so we don't forget. Um, you know, but there's a lot of conditioning with me for sure. Um, when it comes to my throat now, in human design, I think I mentioned this before in another episode, I have an open throat. Actually, I think this was in my last episode, I have an open throat. So I can have some conditioning here or open centers in human design. Um, they are places where there, yes, there is conditioning and potential challenges, but also there's a giftedness with our open centers because we can really learn to express it and you know or to express whatever that that energy is in in that open centered um, we can really use it to our advantages if we can work through the struggles of 
the conditioning, right? Which really ties into this higher self message. One of the things that I tap into when I do a higher self reading is the person's fears, limitations, and challenges. And what comes through about our fears, limitations, and challenges are is that they are actually the mountains that we came here to climb and they are the things that we came here to do. And when we run away from them because we've been condition conditioned to think when things don't move easily, when things are challenged, challenging or we feel challenged or limited by something, that we can't do it. But in fact, that feeling is the barometer. It is the signpost in itself to tell us we need to do it. Okay, and when my, my understanding of karma from a spiritual lens based on what I've learned in this work is that karma is that conditioning, right? It's us on that hamster wheel of life doing the same thing over and over again, right? What's that saying? Like you do the same thing every day and expect a different result. Like that's the definition of crazy, right? That's the definition of karma <laughs> for real. Um, it's four, four, four. I just looked down as I said that and laughed. Um, that's how long I had been recording. I've been seeing a lot of angel numbers lately. I've seen a 444 yesterday. I've been seeing a lot of 222s, two, two, a lot of 1234s. Let's start off and talk about that for a moment. Uh, share some recent things about that, recent happenings in my life. So interesting. Last week, I did a reading with a new to me client. She had been referred to me. Um, you know, and we, it was a beautiful reading. We did intuitive guidance and mediumship. There's a combo that I offer that has the two of those together, which is my most common offering. And for good reason, because it's one of the longest. We stay together for 90 minutes. We um, not only tap into kind of psychic intuitive kind of messages about you, the client, but also mediumship. So we spend equal amounts of time on both. So it is kind of everything you could want and more in a reading. And so we did one of these readings. And as I was tapping into her energy, you know, I could tell that she was an empath. I could tell that I actually called her a baby medium, um, which is a, it's a term of endearment and one that I used to use on myself. If I look back at myself four years ago and I see, you know, memories pop up in my social media, I often say, look at this little baby medium, right? Like I've grown so much and I'm sure in another four to five years, I'll be saying that about myself. Now, look at this little baby podcaster. <laughs> let's hope for more to come, right? Like this is just the beginning. Let's not say let's hope. It is just the beginning. Let's get really decisive here. Um, so anyhow, I was talking to this client and I, I was bringing up, you know, kind of her connection to energy and angel numbers and things like that. And she said, yes, actually, one of the numbers I see all the time is one, two, three, four. And I laughed because I see one, two, three, four all the time. It's probably one of the most common numbers, angel numbers that I see. And I said, that's wild because I do too. And I said, you know, I don't discredit anyone's opinion. You know, if you go online and you Google, what does this angel number mean? There's, there might be some commonalities be between results, but there could be, you know, they could be very different. And the reason being is because it's somebody's personal interpretation of what that number means. And we all perceive things differently. So something that I guide my clients with and that I try to do myself is to take a moment and ask myself when I see a number like that or if it's a specific spirit sign or something like that, that I don't maybe associate with a loved one. And I think it's more something 
um, from a spirit guide or from my own higher self, such as angel numbers, I will ask myself, what was I just thinking about? What was I just doing? What was I just talking about? Because I take it as a little wink, like, hey, pay attention to what was just happening, right? What were you just doing? Because that was really important. And that's how I take it. Um, I take one, two, three, four, like a set of steps. Okay, so it's like one step, two steps, three steps, four steps, which I also really love because what my own spirit guide gives me often is, Amy, you take the first couple steps, we will take the next 10, right? So it's just so important to take those first couple steps. Um, and so anyhow, we were talking about that and I shared that with her and she's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to pay, pay attention to that in the future. And then a few days later, um, she sent me an email thanking me for the session and things that resonated. She told me she had a really wonderful sleep, which is a really common thing that I hear. It's common feedback. I slept so well. I feel the sense of peace that I haven't had in years. Um, that's energy for you, right? It's just been an energetic shift or release, but so she sent me this email and then um, I think it was even the next day maybe I had the day off from readings. I was cleaning out my closet as one does, right? I That's something that I do quite often as a, a way to shift the energy and to release so that I have space for more to come in, not just necessarily clothes, just space for things, you know, energetically that I maybe want to feel or something that I want to happen. Uh, so I'm doing that and I get a ding on my email. I pick up my phone and it said, you have received a Google business review. Well done. And so it said the person's name, her first name only has shared a review. And then I noticed the time that it was sent 1234. So it was one, two, three, four. So I took a screenshot of that before I even read the review and sent it to her. And I was like, look, we were literally just talking about this. If this is not a sign that we were meant to connect, I don't know what is. Um, so that was amazing. And then the other day I did a reading. This was just a few days ago. So we're on Monday morning today. Friday night I did a client reading. And the person that I was speaking to, uh, another amazing reading, she said to me, she sees 54 all the time. And I literally, I went oh, like that. And she was like, what? And I was like, 54 is so significant for me lately. I'm seeing a lot of 54s. Like even when I did, when I recorded last week's Daily Tarot. So if you guys don't follow me on social media, if you're new to me, if you're finding me through this podcast, I record Daily Tarot readings. So I do them a week in advance. I do Monday to Fridays all at once. And then I post them daily for that week. So I've been doing this for, you know, a year now, maybe longer. I used to do week ones, so now I do them daily. Uh, just 60 seconds, little, this is how you can start your day. This is how you can best align with the energy. And um, she had, um, or sorry, that earlier that day I had recorded them. And I noticed when I was recording them that three of the five were 54 seconds long. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I even remember writing down the number 54 because I'm like, there you go again, spirit, because I keep seeing 54. So I thought it was really random, but also not random at all that she then brings up, oh my God, I see 54 all the time. And just that day I had been thinking about the fact that I do all the time. So I almost feel as if spirit is now using those numbers, especially if I'm thinking there's something about this number, then it shows up later in my day in some way. Or a couple days later where the universe verifies with it. They validate that thought. 
And that's what I really think spirit numbers are all about. So I wanted to share that, the one, two, three, four message and the 54. And um, yeah, let's move on. I was kind of talking about like being decisive, okay? Being decisive about something. Now, last week we talked about how my energy has been off. Uh, my energy has been very off, partly because it's been a full, like we had a full moon last night. Um, so I've been feeling super sleepy for about five days. Uh, that's what happens with full moons, especially when full moons are in Leo or Scorpio, which is interesting to me because it's just those ones that really affect me the most. And I've, I've noticed the pattern and uh, I don't have very much fire at all in my chart. Like I have no planets in Leo and no planets in Aries obviously like each of the houses I have a house dedicated to Leo and dedicated to Aries but I don't personally have any planets in those those elements in those sorry not elements in those signs so it's interesting to me that they cause me a little bit of a to be on the struggle bus a little like why is that right so that's something that I've been contemplating lately what is it about those signs what is what are the characteristics of that sign because I feel as if I'm challenged by it I'm challenged by that energy. I also find, so Leo energy, we're in the end of July and the, you know, most of August, most difficult time of the year for me, right? I struggle in that time of year. Everybody's like, oh, it's summer, yay. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I do the opposite of what a lot of people do. Um, you know, I feel alive in January and February. I feel motivated. And then come that Leo season, particularly the Leo season, something shifts in me and I feel way less motivated. And I actually feel, you know, like there's actually a thing called reverse SAD. So SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. I actually was on some Facebook group or something with a, a bunch of people. Somebody was posting about this. Did you know that there's actually a thing called reverse SAD? And I was like, oh my God, that's me. I got very down very down and just kind of flat. Um, and it's something that I've noticed and I'm like, interesting. So I, I try to be really proactive at the time of year to take care of my mental health, to take, you know, just care of me in general. I don't overcommit myself, but I also am very um, cognizant of the tendency to want to isolate myself at that time of year too. So interestingly enough, so this full moon in Leo that happened last night really did me in. I had insomnia. So after like five days of not being, of being exhausted and wanting to go to bed, ooh, did you see, for those of on, that you on, on YouTube, you'll see this big old orb just floated right across my face. Happens all the time in this office. There's a lot of spiritual energy in this office for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's keep going. I lost my thought, but I want to talk about being decisive. Okay. And how this kind of connects to the energy, um, you know, and how this connects to this piece about the higher self, which I was talking about at the very beginning. There's a power in being decisive. Now, I used to think it was wonderful that I was really go with the flow, easy going, anything goes. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm t I, that there's, there can be too much of a good thing, right? Both both sides of the coin there. There needs to be a balance. Upon reflection and a lot of inner work, I realized that that, ah, oh, whatever kind of personality, for me at least, 
stemmed from anxiety. It stemmed from trauma. It stemmed from not trusting myself enough to make a decision. So I was just like willing to let everybody else make a decision for me or whatever the universe wants, right? There needs to be a balance between decisiveness and surrender. Those are your two magic words, right? There has to be a balance. We can't be all this or all this. We have to be a blend of the middle. And we have to know and we will know if we trust ourselves when it's time for both. So what I learned a few years ago uh, from my one of my main spirit guides, whose name is Matthew, I'll, I'll, I'll refer to him often. Um, he, uh, I think this came through in a meditation. He brought me this feeling of like seeing somebody on a, um, a diving board. Okay, and he's like, you live on this diving board. And I'm like, what do you mean I live on a diving Like, what? You gather the strength and you climb up the ladder and you're scared shitless as you climb up. And I'm like, yep, that's true. Yep, you know me. But you still get up there because there's something inside of you that knows that that's your mountain to climb, right? You have to climb the ladder even though you're scared shitless even though you feel fearful, limited, and challenged. You climb the ladder anyways. But then you get up there and you're too afraid to jump. But you also know that going back down the ladder with your tail between your legs is not the right answer either. So you just sit and you stand and you pace on the diving board. The diving board is what we'll call limbo. Now, this is the true hell, I think. <laughs> if, you, if we want to talk about heaven and hell, limbo is the hell, in my opinion. When you just can't make a decision so you don't and you just stay where you are. The universe rewards decisiveness. The universe rewards the brave and the brave are decisive. They declare this is what I want and I'm going for it. The surrender comes in after. After you do everything you can do and you've made that decision and you've put in some action, actionable steps and you've worked on, you know, your sense of wor worthiness around having that thing, right? The surrender comes after where you're like, I've done what I can do. Now I trust that it's going to come to me and I release my expectations around the how and the why. But we have to be decisive about it in the first place. Otherwise, we're just standing on the diving board. And like how uncomfortable is standing on the diving board, right? It's just like you have to get off of it in one way or another. And you're just delaying the inevitable. You either jump off scared, but then you're exhilarated and you feel confident because you did it. Because the things that you do when you feel limited or like you're struggling or you feel fear fearful and then you do that thing are going to provide the most exhilaration, right? They're going to provide the most soul growth. And there's a reason for that. Your confidence builds. You have to do the thing. Matthew gives to me all the time, do it scared, do it scared. That's my tagline. I say it all the time. Do it scared. I remind myself in my head over and over and over again. 
Confidence comes after you do the thing, not before. Confidence is the gift that you receive after you do the scary thing and you jump off the diving board. It's not going to come before. It's just not. There's never going to be a moment of readiness. Maybe you're going to feel more prepared in some way, sure. But the, the, the doubt of doing something that you know you need to do, but you feel challenged by it, it's never going to go away till you do it. And so here I am, jumping off the diving board, attempting to do so every single day, right? Being decisive. So let's focus on this I decide message. This has been coming in for me a lot in the last three months, personally, but also with my clients. And in fact, I've seen other people on social media also talking about decisiveness lately. So I feel like it's a collective energy right now. And that source, God, the universe, is really trying to get us to be more decisive. This lends so beautifully to this message that I channeled at the end of 2019. The end of 2019, I sat down and I was channeling kind of like a year forecast um, to put out to my social media. And this was before COVID, right? It's before people were really talking about COVID. And it certainly was before the lockdowns. And what was coming through, I didn't predict COVID, right? Like, it's not like I had an inkling that the, a virus was going to come in and, and do what it did. I didn't. But I did know something was coming. And I did know that this was happening to shift us and that it was going to be very uncomfortable. And I also felt like a whole kind of decade message came through, like for all of the 20s almost. So I felt as if the first you know, five, six years of the 20s were going to be pretty difficult, that they were going to be triggering to a lot of people, that things that needed to be shed in the collective unconscious and in society at large were going to come to a head. So all of the shit that we've been trying to hide, right, all of the, um, you know, the prejudices and the biases and, and just the negativity in society that has been there for so long that's not working for anybody and is damaging to people is going to come to a head. I just looked down, it was 22, 22, there you go. 22 minutes and 22 seconds. The universe speaks today, happy with what I'm saying. But all of this is coming to a head. And so this is, yes, it's a painful period in history, but it's also a very empowering one because we have reached a new level of consciousness, my friends. We are not who we were three years ago. We are not who we were 10 years ago. Society is ready. There are more of us who are here and ready and can see what we need to do than there are who are not. There's some that are scrambling, going to hold on tight, right? Not wanting to let go. But it's going to happen. It is happening. Right? There's always that last little push, right? that last little fight before somebody gives in. That's what's happening. Um, and so I felt the shift. And then as we move into the later, latter parts of this decade, things get better. Right, We're working towards more of a happiness of the individual. Because if we focus on the individual and making oneself happy, it benefits everyone. right? And also feeling as if this our collective, our society will begin to prioritize the happiness of the individual. Because if you and I are happy, we're going to do 
better things. We're going to be more aligned. We're going to be more productive. Society is going to function in a much better way if we were happy and taken care of. So I'm putting it out on record now. I did this back in 2019. I'm going to do it again here in February of 2023. I really do believe that as we move to the latter stages of this decade, that you are going to see systems that kept people small and powerlessness or feeling a sense of powerlessness are going to crumble and fall apart. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because the message that came through with this from source as I was channeling this message was, it is up to you guys now. Are you going to hold on to the, to the you know, whatever's left, the structures that are left as the foundation is crumbling beneath your feet because it's going to crumble whether you want it to or not because you can't get to where you're going standing on the foundation that you are standing on. So you're going to hold on to dear life and fight and struggle or you're going to actively create the society that you want, that you know is right and that will be best for everybody in the end. This is what this decisiveness is about. And I feel like the closer we get, we're kind of in this messy middle now, right? We've had COVID. We've had the lockdowns. We, I feel like we still got a couple years, like just saying it with best intentions here, not fear-based. But I do feel like we still have a couple years of moving through the muck before we get to a better place. So we've still got all these challenges. They're going to be resurfacing. And so it's really important that now that we're in this messy middle that we get decisive make a decision think about who you want to be who you aspire to be what you want for your kids what you want for society and move make decisions based on that rather than who you are now or who you were before this comes back to karma again the karma that keeps us on the hamster wheel of life doing the same thing over and over again for that one little piece of cheese right it could get off and get its own cheese. It could escape the cage. <laughs> it could. But it's been conditioned to think I got to do this over and over again and not even questioning why am I doing this. We are beginning to question why we are doing things. We are beginning to question. So let's keep questioning. Sometimes questioning is hard and it's painful because you are an earth, you are an you are unearthing potential subconscious belief systems that have kept you small. And so it's normal to go through a period of, oh my goodness, grief. You know, I know I grieved years. Why didn't I figure out this sooner? I could have been helping people for years before now. Before now. Why didn't I figure this out? When you know better, you do better. So the universe is asking us, is urging us and begging us to be more decisive. This is the first part of manifestation. In the spiritual realm, we can manifest instantaneously. We can think of something and it appears. This An example of this is when I connect to the spirit realm, when I'm connecting to a client's past a loved one I ask them before we connect like when they book and fill out an intake form I say please leave this information blank 
don't tell me who you want to connect with. The reason I do that is not for me, it's for you, the client, because if you're thinking specifically of your best friend or your cousin or your son or your grandpa, and you don't mention it to me, and I take a few deep breaths and I say, I have a young male here, it feels like a son. You are going to be really, truly impacted by that. And that helps take away a little bit of the doubt. It's okay to doubt this work. I understand why people do. Because when you don't experience it yourself, it's very, very hard to explain and to understand. But those of you who do experience working with your psychic senses or with the spirit world understand completely. So, you know, I do feel like when a client comes to me that they're ready for that information. It's actually something that I, an intention that I set before I started doing this work. So before I started doing this work, I, you know, I practiced for a few months with people and I knew that I was pretty good, you know, like I knew that the feedback I got back was impressive and I knew that I had something here. And I knew that I had to share. It's not something you can sit on it. You can't sit on it when you discover it. And, but I, I, fears came up. And the fears that I discovered, it wasn't so much, it wasn't about the spirit world. People ask me all the time, aren't you afraid to connect to the spirit world? How did you just put yourself out there one day? Weren't you afraid? No, I was never afraid of the spirit world. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's past life experiences here. Maybe it's because I had a near-death experience when I was six years old and therefore kind of was in the spirit world momentarily and the fear was gone. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I've never been fearful of the spirit world. My fear stemmed from the people. My fear stemmed from who was going to find me and their expectations and their energy and if I could hold boundaries with other people because newsflash I have trouble with boundaries it's my biggest life lesson it might be yours too I need to have boundaries with myself I need to have boundaries with other people so I experience constant opportunities to set boundaries in my life and I, I sometimes, I, I, I learn them with my clients. It's very rare. And that is because the intention I set with the universe was, okay, God, source, universe, I will do this work for you. I will be an evidential medium, an ethical one with integrity. I will do that. But if I put myself out and I do that, then I need you to make the connections because I'm not going to sell myself to people. I'm not going to like go, hey, look what I, I'm, I'm just not. I'll put myself out there because I know that's part of it. Obviously, I have to share my message and my voice, but I'll do so in a way that if somebody finds me, they're actively looking for me or you send them to me. I didn't want to be that pushy kind of person. And I also wanted some sort of boundary set that the people that were going to find me were right for me and that I was right for them because doing a reading is a is a, is a blending of energies it's a relationship between me the medium you the client and your spirit or your past loved ones 
your spirit guide, I should say, or your past loved ones. That has to mesh well. So I've heard many times, I've had a reading before, it didn't really go very well. I'm kind of nervous, but for some reason I'm drawn to you. And then we do the reading and it's amazing. That's just an example of energy, right? So maybe you've had a really crappy reading before and then you've gone to somebody else and it was amazing. You're like, whoa, that was night or day. It's just the difference. It's just how the energy aligns. So it's really important that you do your research when you're looking for somebody to do this work. You know, you read the reviews, you see if they have content that they put out, you feel their energy and you listen to it. And if you feel that tug, then you trust it. But that's what I asked for spirit. You make the connections happen and I will continue to put myself out there and then you will find the people that need me. And so for the most part, you know, it's gone amazing. There's been maybe three situations in four years, which is pretty good, in which I had to set some sort of boundary or, um, you know, I felt like a reading just wasn't the right fit and, you know, went ahead and canceled it. But that's very rare. Being decisive, let's get back to this. It's so important. When you declare to the universe, this is what I want, you jump off the diving board or you climb back down the stairs, but you take some sort of action and you tell the universe what you want. It's really important that you become more decisive in your day-to-day -day life. It can be very tiny actions. I decide, what is it that you decide? Sometimes you can focus maybe on an affirmation or a feeling. I decide I am worthy. Words are really important, right? And the intention behind. When you declare that you are worthy, do not be surprised if things that are in your path that keep you from feeling worthy, fall away. Which is maybe what you want, right? But be mindful of how you word things and what you say. I recently, somebody shared in a, in a um, I think I was doing a live on Facebook and somebody said, we we're talking about this concept and somebody said, you know, the when I, I went back to school, I'll do this anonymously as possible, but she, what she had shared was that she recently went back to school. Um, she has lost her dad. Her dad is in spirit. I've done reading for her before. And she said that, um, you know, she was wishing, I wish my dad was here with me. Like, I wish my dad could be in this room and experience this with me. And like, you know, as I'm going to school and she had a little necklace that had his ashes in it that she had put his ashes in so it wasn't something like made at you know like I have something from a funeral home of, with my dad's where they did it there it was like she put them in this little um, necklace that you could hold ashes in <clears throat> and so I don't know if it was later that day or like when it happened but you know soon after the the charm or like whatever was holding the ashes dropped and the ashes went all over her and all over her desk and the floor and so obviously she was upset but in the moment she also was like kind of a little have found the humor in it because she's like oh my god I asked for my dad I wanted him to be here with me I wanted to be here with at school with me and we kind of had a chuckle because I'm like I'm so glad you can see the humor in this like I would be very upset but at the same time you're like yeah you're out you want him there right you want him there so be really clear on your language 
And if you're if you're wanting something, say, to happen, or to, yeah, anything, if you want to feel a certain way, if you want something to happen, if you want a certain accomplishment or a certain thing, like I want a new car, why? Get really clear on your why. So uh, if you're if you're already stuck up there on the diving board or you're kind of, you know, just a couple rungs up the ladder, focus on your why. Why is it that you want what you want? We need to get clear on this because often do we want to say, I want to get married, I want this job, whatever. And then we don't ever focus on why we want those things. Why do you want to get married? Like what, what is it that makes you want to do that? What are you looking for? Because sometimes we put ourselves out there and we make a declaration like I want to get married without really knowing truly why we want to. Or maybe they're kind of, you know, surface reasons like, um, well, I'm 30 and I, I feel like I want to be married or should be married or I'm looking for my soulmate or whatever the reason is. I, and there's certainly no judgment here because I went through all of those things myself when I was in my 20s and early 30s before I got married. But... You know, sometimes you'll get what you want, but because you weren't clear on the, the why, a lesson comes in with the thing that you get. Very often, things that come in, like say if I'm connecting to somebody who is, has, is divorced or separated and wanting to, you know, move forward and they hold a lot of, um, they hold a lot of energy and, and if they're stuck in that feeling of it didn't work out, I'm a failure. But I'm here to tell you that what spirit has taught me is that there is no such thing as failure to the soul. Everything is trial and error. That's the purpose of life. You didn't come here to do everything right, quote unquote, all the time. You did come here to make mistakes because every mistake in quotes, quote unquote, is leading you, is attempting to lead you back to yourself, to your truth. So sometimes shit happens to say, not that. Honestly, that's what comes through sometimes. This relationship that you're internalizing as a failure because it didn't work out all along was just trying to say, this is what we don't want, <laughs> right? Like this, what are your non-negotiables? Extract the lesson from the mock. You see my lip switching? Those of you on YouTube, it's like, I am, I'm like, do I say this? Do I say this? I'm learning to trust to express myself, but like if I feel as if I'm going to say something that I don't have clarity, I'm learning to just go, nope, gonna going to be quiet. But I struggled there and I could like physically see my mouth twitching. <laughs> it's part of my throat chakra healing, right? It's part of um, expressing myself. That's the conditioning. The conditioning has taught me with my open throat that I need to fill up space. So uncomfortable silences interject, say something, fill in the silence. Or to speak about something that maybe I don't want to, or maybe I don't have clarity on. So I'm learning to keep myself quiet when I want to be quiet, or if I don't have clarity to not, to not expand on. <laughs> 
but it's been a challenge and my body is even like, what's happening? We want to speak. <laughs> so I would love to invite you to try this exercise. I decide. What do you decide? What do you decide? Imagine, visualize yourself on that, on that diving board. Where in your life are you standing on this diving board? You have to get off sometimes. You can't live there forever. That is energetic hell. Okay? Limbo is energetic hell. Matthew, my guide, taught me that when you are indecisive or you are in limbo, you are telling the universe, you are telling your own spirit, I don't know what I want. I can't decide. So keep me here in this uncomfortable place because I can't decide. And what happens eventually when you keep yourself in that place for a very, very long time? How many times have you personally, or maybe you've heard somebody else, somebody you're close to, a friend, um, a coworker, kind of complain about a certain area of their life? Maybe it is work. So maybe you're like, oh, I hate this job so much. Oh, like I just don't want to do this anymore. I, I really, universe, like, send me something new. I can't handle this anymore. And you feel that way over and over again, and you say it, and then one day you're laid off. And it is terrible. Obviously, it's terrible. But you didn't jump off the diving board. You knew in your heart of hearts that you did not like this, that it was not suited for you, that it was terrible and you hated it and you asked for something else, but you didn't actively choose, you didn't declare, you didn't decide, you stayed on the diving board. So it was decided for you. And things that are decided for you often are the hardest to cope with. You know, like I shared how we got posted here, I didn't decide on that. And it was really hard for me because I didn't make the choice. I'm like, you're telling me I have to uproot my life, uproot my family and start over somebody somewhere else where I don't know anybody and I want to, right? But it's interesting because I was looking back at some journals and even some old Facebook memories that have popped up um, from the few years before that unexpected posting message. And it was really interesting to see that there was quite a few times where I'd say, I wish I could just pick up and go somewhere else. And now looking back, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I was literally begging the universe for it. I was literally asking for it. And it happened. Has that happened to you? Have you noticed that you put something out there, whether intentionally or not, and then it happened. And and how uncomfortable it was that it happened. Like maybe in hindsight, you're like, yeah, that was the best thing for me. But at the moment, it felt like pure torture. And it's because you didn't make the choice. So I bring this up to you because those things that, you know, maybe you complain about or just feel unaligned in your life that you want change, you want to change them. You are on the diving board right now and you, your spirit, your soul is asking you to jump. And even if it's a minor change and step in the right direction, 
say it's your job, okay? I'm not suggesting to anybody, especially in this day and age, to just up and quit your job tomorrow. If you're in the position to do so, more power to you, do it, right? But most of us are not. And so it would not be responsible for us to do that. And certainly this question comes up sometimes with clients. You don't have to, you know, flip the table on your life. There are going to be moments when you do flip the table, right? But you don't have to all the time, especially when it comes to something like this. So just deciding, I decide that this isn't the right job for me. And I'm going to begin to work on my sense. If, if there's something coming up for you, like a limiting self-belief or maybe a sense of um, self-worth, you know, there's something coming up about your confidence or your worthiness of what it is that you want. Certainly do work with that energy, right? Because remember last week I talked about things surface as we're about to level up. The fear surfaces, all those doubts surface again because they want, it wants to be released and it can only be released when it's active and act, it needs to be activated, right? So work through those limiting self-beliefs of what's keeping you where you are if they and as they present themselves. But make some sort of baby step. It can literally be, I'm going, I've set that intention. I've decided on that. I've declared it. And now every day I'm going to peruse the, you know, help wanted ads. I'm going to mention to somebody in my circle that I'm thinking, I, you know, I, I would like to find something else, right? See, see, see what happens. You put that out in the universe with intention and declaration. You've decided on it the universe will respond in time. It might be immediately. It might be three months down the road. The universe will validate and give you something because the universe rewards the brave. I want to end for a quick moment um, talking about sharing with you an experience that I had. So in last week's episode, which was episode five, wow, <laughs> um, I shared a lot about fear and how redirection is direction. And I shared about now that I've made the decision, I've decided and I've declared that we are making a move and we are relocating. Now all these fears and doubts and worries are resurfacing. And now every day, literally every day, my mind says, are you making the right decision? What if this, what if this, what if this, what if this? And like imagining worst case scenarios. This is difficult. And I actually don't expect it to probably go away until I'm actually on the other side of it. Right? I know what I'm in store for. Um, I know that this does not mean I'm making a mistake. It's just trying to be released from me um, to make sure I'm ready for what comes next. But I'm in this. I'm in the messy middle. I'm in the muck with you. And so I recorded that uh, last week and I recorded it immediately after a Reiki session. So a listener of my other podcast, Soul Rising, who is in the UK, I won't give her this, I won't tell you where she is, but she is across the pond, so to speak. She um, reached out to me, or I think, I don't know if she reached out to me. I reached out to her because she put a, um, a post up on her social media. She is uh, taken Reiki level one and is about to do number two and was looking for people to practice on. So I was like, cool. Like, you know, like I'm a safe space. I'd love to do that. 
um, if you would consider me, I'd be happy to do it. And so she said, oh my God, absolutely. So she did the first session last week on the day I recorded the podcast. And so I knew, you know, 3 p.m. is when she said my time is when she'd do it. So I laid down on the couch that's behind here, behind my computer setup. And, um, you know, just kind of, you don't, you don't even have to do that. Like if somebody's doing Reiki on you, you don't have to mindfully lay down. It might be a nice thing to do, but I, I don't feel like you have to do it, but I did. And then immediately after it was over or the time that she said it would be over, I felt hugely inspired. I got this big rush of inspiration. I came over here. I sat down and I recorded last week's podcast. It just flew out of me. So she sent me the next day a printout of like, you know, where she felt some energy and some energy blocks blockage and shared some messages with me. And I wanted to share some of this stuff with you because it was like to me and I work with Reiki energy. Like I have level two Reiki. Um, and so I know how powerful this is. A lot of people will find that Reiki can open up their, their medium, uh, or the psychic skills and abilities. Uh, for me, I kind of did the, I tapped into my psychic and my mediumship abilities and then did Reiki. But if you're somebody that's drawn to Reiki, don't be surprised if when you do it, you all of a sudden kind of become more tapped in to the consciousness and to the, the messages of source. Um, so she did this and then she shared with me after the fact. And um, I, I sent her some voice notes this morning, um, just giving her some more feedback because some of it really blew my mind. So the first thing she brought through, I won't share everything actually. I'll just share some of the key moments um, that I feel like sharing and that might have some relevance to this episode. Uh, the first one she brought through was my mouth. And she's like, I feel, you know, it's almost like I had to blow air into it to open it. Your mouth felt closed and like you had, like you had stuck energy there and it needed to be opened. And then so she said, I worked on this and I got your mouth to open. And then as I did, like hundreds of bumblebees flew out. And as I'm saying this, I realized that I forgot to mention to her why the bumblebees were so significant. So I'm making a note to send her another voice note after this. But about, I don't know, I think last summer I had this revelation and I share, I wrote a blog about it. Maybe I'll share the blog um, in the show notes um, so that you can read it if you want to. But I used to be terrified of bees. I'm still not like peace, love, and war with bees. <laughs> but I, I've made peace with them. <laughs> I used to be really, really terrified is what I mean to say. And, um, you know, I got stung when I was little. I was swinging on a swing in my grandparents' backyard. Um, beautiful memories, actually. They, my grandfather built me a, a wooden swing. My grandmother had planted sunflowers on both sides. Well, when I was swinging, it was like the six-foot-tall sunflowers as I was swinging, and it was just, it was beautiful um, memories, and that's kind of what was coming to my mind there a moment ago when I get distracted. And uh, I was swinging, and a bee kind of flew up my shorts, and then when I bent my legs, you know, as you're swinging, it got trapped in there and stung me across my stomach. 
And after that, I was just terrified of bees. And so, um, you know, my husband would make fun of me because anytime a bee was around, I'd like literally jump up from where I was and kind of like run away. We're like, oh, right. And it's come up so many times <laughs> over the years with people's readings that they've done for me. And they're like, I don't know why, but it's like, you're like this and there's like a bee around. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, so it's a message that's been coming through for many, many years <laughs> from my spirit. And, um, I had this revelation last summer when it comes to bumblebees. I have noticed, so the revelation was that I had noticed that over the last few years, I have not been doing that when around bees. That a bee could fly around me and I might not be super comfortable, but I'm not fearful and I'm not in flight or flight mode and I'm not running away and freaking out. I'm just kind of like, okay, do your thing and then go. And I had this revelation. I was like, whoa. Like, when did that happen and why? And what came through to me in a meditation was this image of a bee. Um, actually, it was in a Reiki meditation. I just, that just clued in. I just clued into that um, where a bee was kind of like, you know, like flying around and it would take, it would take what it needed from the flower and then it would go away. And, you know, it was this message about giving and receiving. Oh my goodness. The ahas as I talk about this. This is why if you're somebody, like if you are like me, I process by talking <laughs> or by writing. So I can process something like the, the revelations keep coming as I speak about it. And this is another reason why I do this podcast. But yeah, um, she mentioned the giving and receiving. So I'm going to have to message her again about this. So the message that came through with this was that as I've worked with my reluctance to receive, right? To tap into the divine feminine more. My fear of bees is subsiding and will continue to subside because the bee and the fear of the bee, yes, there's a fear because something's actually happened, but the kind of subconscious um, message around this or the conditioning around this is that the bee and the fear of the bee stands for my fear of giving and not receiving, you know, like putting myself out there and somebody going, oh, who cares, right? Um, in, you know, there's so many different ways that, that I could talk about with giving and receiving, but just generally giving and receiving has been a huge thing for me and needing to find balance with that and needing to be comfortable with receiving, right? Um, and so this revelation hit, oh, okay. So now that I'm working with this and now that I'm working with my fears and now that I'm working through all my limiting self-beliefs, beliefs rather, my fear of bees is going away. Wow, right? Like it was just kind of one of these things. And I even went and I got this t-shirt, this white t-shirt that had little bees all over it. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm owning this, right? Um, and so this message she brought through where your mouth feels like it's closed and there's something stuck. And then all of these bees come out it was so significant for me. And interestingly enough, I had shared with her immediately after she did this Reiki, immediately after I felt inspired to record episode five, which was all about fears and releasing fears. I'm just like, what? Um, so yeah, so she mentioned that. She mentioned a few other places in my body with some blocked energy. Uh, and then she got towards the end and she said that um, 
oh, this message came through. So she's like, I see, I don't know if this is like an ancestor, a spirit guide. I'm not sure who this lady is, but she described a lady that came in um, with guidance for, and support for me. And then she said, she keeps saying the east, wind, the, um, the east winds blow, the east winds blow. And as I read this in this report that she sent me, my arm hairs completely stood up because I knew exactly what she was trying to tell me. I had wet, like she did the session and then I did the, the podcast episode all about fears, all about relocation, all about relocation to the East Coast. So the East Winds Blow was a message to say, go East, move through your fears, go East. Isn't that amazing? I think that's so amazing. And it reminds me of a reading that I had probably seven years ago. It was before I started doing this work. It was before my dad passed away even. Um, I did a reading on the phone. It was through like the LA School of, I don't know if it's called the LA School of Mediumship, but there is like an actual school. And I applied, like I put my name out there for a practice reading with the medium and she called me on the phone one night and knew nothing of me. Like, I think I even used my maiden name. So just gave my, my first and then my maiden name. And she called me and um, brought through all this like crazy evidence that was ab absolutely resident. And then in it also, she kept saying that my paternal grandmother, she's like, I keep seeing, cause she was the main person that came through in spirit. Um, at that during that reading and showed me a, a like a, sling, a slingshot and she's like she keeps like pulling you back like this and she's literally like shooting you shooting you in this out of a slingshot like east east yeah it's like southeast maybe and she kept saying this and I was like I know exactly what she's telling me she's like get your butt back home <laughs> go east like if you if you whenever you doubt go east and so, you know, it reminded me of that and it just made me laugh because I, that's what I talked about in the podcast, um, before these messages were shared with me. So it just, it just blew my mind and I wanted to give her a shout out. Um, you know, one day if she's ever comfortable, we will have her on the podcast to talk about this experience as well as what all her other experiences as a budding intuitive uh, and a Reiki practitioner. So I wanted to share that with you today. What is it that you want to be decisive about? What is it that you decide on? Also, this reminds me because I'm looking over the corner of my desk here. Immediately after I did that podcast, episode five, I pulled some cards. So I went to my shelf here. I was like, which cards are for me today? And I went to two decks that really I don't use that often. One is called Pure Magic Oracle. And one is uh, Messages from the Heart of the Divine Oracle. And two cards came up from the Pure Magic Oracle and one from, um, hold on, how many? Yeah, these two cards and then one from the other. So I want to share them with you um, because I do believe that they kind of talk a bit, like they, they validate that podcast episode, episode five and the messages that I was sharing and the things that I was working through. And cards do that. Cards validate. Absolutely. I, I, I want you to feel comfortable if you're beginning to work with cards. Do not ever think about them as the decider, but as the validator. 
And so I will do something and then I'll pull a card. It will always validate me. Um, so we got the levitation card came up and it says higher ground, belief, mastery, and meditation. Uh, so it's like, you know, going above something, right? Having a, a different perspective. And I believe in that episode. I also talked about having some neutrality or like kind of a bird's eye view of something. Uh, and then we also got Banyan blessings and it says security the hermit expansion and stability and this card really has a lot to do with roots and setting down roots uh, and the need for stability but also coming from expansion so I thought that was pretty telling of you know what I was sharing last week and then lastly from the deck uh, messages from the heart of the divine got the coming home card I mean you can't make it up I want to read it to you right from the guidebook um, as it might resonate with you as well. Your heart is calling you home, dear one, into your body on this earth. It is when we separate from our bodies and the earth that you feel that we feel that we don't belong. We forget our purpose and forget where we've been placed, where we placed our roots, rather. If you don't have the energy to be in your body, present in your heart. You won't have the energy to expand and transform to live your passions with purpose and be in service in the way you came here to be. This card is a reminder to ground into your heart and allow it to guide you home. On this earth, there is a path that is paved just for you that your soul chose. To walk this path, you must come home to yourself by recognizing and feeling into the love in your heart and the soft, safe comfort your body provides for it. Your love will keep you safe. Your love will align you with sacred truth and purpose. Your love will guide you home. So that was like a little kiss from the universe a big old smooch I would say from the universe because I probably haven't shared it in this podcast yet I know I've talked about it many many times the lesson in the move the lesson in being posted here not having a choice having to adapt to it having to grow and set down roots here all of it the health problems that I've had in the last few years um, I've had a lot of autoimmune dis disorders and things that have kind of come up in the last five years as well all of that to teach me that home is within me, that I am my safe space, that this is home. Home is not someplace outside of me. It's not at someplace outside of you either. It's not a geographical place. It's you. You are home. And I hope that today, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you Take a moment to intentionally thank your body for getting you to where you are. If you have any health struggles or things, you know, things that have happened and you feel disconnected to your body, I do relate. I do understand. My heart goes out to you. But I do feel like taking a moment to appreciate all the things that your body have done for you thus far and will continue to do. Its sole purpose is to keep you here, to keep you safe. That's its whole purpose so that you can do what you set out to do. So reconnect back to your body today. Take a few deep breaths and say thank you. I'll see you next week. Risers, sending lots of love. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.